how lucky you are that I chose you. You chose me? Buddy, I'm the only person that took you in when your friends kicked you off the planet Mingmong because you are a reject. You are a pariah. Need to protection my ass. You couldn't protect anything. You are useless. You can get a job down here cleaning toilets. I'm sorry. I don't know what came over me, please. Let me fix it. I'm ready to... You can bring it again. You are a loser. I'm Griffin. I'm Molly. And we're going into the Superverse. And we are back. We have not recorded an episode of our beloved pod in about a week and a half, which has been weird for us. Um, We just, last weekend, had our second wedding, and we just got back from our honeymoon. Um, But we were ready to get back. You know, there's a lot of stuff going on, and we were just sitting there knowing that Venom 2 is in theaters, and our audience was rabidly hoping for us to do an episode about it, so here we are. We uh, came right back in, and there was there was carnage, you know? There sure was. There sure was. There was carnage. There was Woody Harrelson wearing a red wig. Um, there was some... There was a post-credit scene that has the whole world Shit. going crazy. And That's by probably... the whole world, the few people that saw Venom 2. Actually, it's done very well. Oh. It actually, it's broken um, some pandemic movie records. But not Shang-Chi, right? I don't know. I, I I thought it actually did better, like, opening night or something. People really, really? love Venom movies, I think, because the first one did well, too. Eternals is already, like, set to break, like, every record. Oh, they're going to make money. Uh, yeah, so, of course, like, the post credit scene, there's a lot to talk about there. Uh, but we'll, we'll get we'll to get that. We'll get there. We'll get there. I just have to say that, you know, there's not many people in theaters right now. Uh, at least where we're at, there were maybe like twelve people in our movie theater, we and also about saw it like a week and a half. We did. Later. It was late, but like seventy-five percent of those people left before the post-credit scene. And I'm like, damn, that's probably like the most interesting thing that we'll talk about with this movie. Um, but yeah, it was it was a fun watch. Um, I know we haven't talked about Venom one on the podcast, but we have seen it, and yes. we greatly. Enjoyed it. It was, like, better than we thought it was going to be when we saw the first Venom. Yeah. Because um, we didn't see it in theaters. We watched it last year. Years later. Yeah. And, yeah, I mean, we kind of went into it with the expectation of, like, well, I, I had originally heard that it, like, wasn't good. And people were kind of rolling their eyes at it because it was Sony trying to make movies with the Spider-Man characters but without Spider-Man, which people have complicated feelings about. And then, you know, it, we just were, like... We don't need to go see this. Um, but when we got around to it, we were like, well, this certainly isn't, like, to me anyway, like, MCU quality, quote-unquote, but still very fun. Kind of like a hearkening back to the, the mid-2000s type of superhero. I was going to say it's not your Spider-Man 3's Venom. No, it's not. <laughs> um, I don't think it is. I don't even feel like it does harken back to th- anything. It feels... Almost like a, in the DC world. It feels in the same world as like Birds of Prey or mm. something like that. I get that. I like, get that. It's, it is a little dark, but it's got like a lot of humor. I um, guess like it's just something about... And it's about, campy. Yeah, it's it's really campy. And but it's like, still whole, like kind of dark. Right. It's like but a like, dark. The whole thing with like Tom Hardy like being the one who's like also voicing Venom and it's like a lot of like internal back and forth. Like it's inherently kind of goofy the way yeah. that they chose to do Venom. Which I think was good because otherwise, like, the Spider-Man 3 Venom, that was like nothing. Like, Venom wasn't really a character. You can't make a movie about that because they weren't trying to make Eddie Brock into a villain. Which is like, yes, they did. In, in the first Oh, Venom. in this one. I'm sorry, oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Sorry, I so thought you meant the They had to take a different approach to it. And so glad they did because, like, I, we love to love Tom Hardy, you know? Yeah. We don't want to see him as you know, the bad guy again. No, and, you know, throughout both of these movies, I'm like... I respect it because Tom Hardy also like co-wrote and produced this one. I don't know if he did on the first one, but I'm like, you're just like going off the wall. Like I don't know what accent you're doing. You're yeah, all his over accent the place. was rough in this one. I like, did notice that his, early on. But like you know what? You're clearly having a good time, and I know that he loves playing this character, and I think you get yeah. that. So that he, I think, alone elevates these movies beyond just being like whatever. Like I think he, his energy really brings it up. Yeah. 
But yeah, I definitely feel like this character could slot into like Birds of Prey, not just because there's two like Sonic character, Sonic Boom voice characters, but um, he just feels like he's in a Harley Quinn vibe. Yeah, like yeah. I could easily see her showing up as a villain. I know that these are completely different um, worlds; like they wouldn't collide because it's DC and Marvel. But I'm just in terms of like the movies that we've been getting recently. And I think it's also like in this one, especially the trope of like the the Ravencroft Institute and like the school for like children that we see Cletus Cassidy in. That's, like, a very different, like, you don't really see that in the MCU. Right. You know, it's, like, a certain type of, of comic book trope that they're really leaning yeah, into. Yeah, like, Asylum. Right. Yeah. Which is why I think it'll be very fun to see how they blend it. But we'll get there. Yeah, so just starting off, I guess. We get this flashback with Cletus Cassidy. That's how we start. Right. So we had seen Woody Harrelson at the end of the first one, um, clearly teasing Carnage. And Carnage is, like... You know, he was, like, a huge character when when that started. I think he was, his first comic was, like, sometime in the early 90s. And I think the whole conceit of the comic, uh, and please, listeners, correct me if I'm wrong, I think the first one was, like, Spider-Man and Venom, like, teaming up to fight Cletus Cassidy. And there were Spider-Man games on the N64 and PS1 back in the 90s, and Carnage was, like, a big villain in those and for some reason like that seems very 90s comics to me it's like okay we have the symbiote let's give it to a serial killer because this is like super edgy it's carnage and he's red and he kills people brutally everyone loves a serial killer he said he's, it he's, he's, cool. he he's absolutely it. right is his is cletus whatever like a common character or is that just like is that always who carnage is yeah is that- cletus cassidy is carnage like that's that's his whole thing, is I I think like that's the only incarnation really, he's always the he's always carnage. Incarnation. <laughs> yes, incarnation. Yeah. Um. So yeah, I I think it may be people who know Venom, um, knew who that was when they introduced him at the end of the first Venom. I guess. Yeah. Um, and I was just excited that it was Woody Harrelson because I just love him. Yeah. And, like, speaking of campiness, like, he brought it hard in, like, the best possible way. Because I don't think, like, a really... I'm not saying that this, like, wasn't dark, but, like, a really, like, dark, brooding, like, purely edgy serial killer type of character. That would have been, like, lame in this movie. You could have cast, like, somebody that would have done it, like serious and like scary like he was obviously he's scary because he's a serial killer but i was never scared during the movie i did hide my eyes during the um the execution the execution scene because i saw it in the trailer and i didn't like it then and i knew i wasn't gonna like it in theaters okay (laughs) there you have it you don't have to make excuses to me or to our royal audience but Um, so yes flashback we have a love interest for cletus that they introduced and then like didn't really flesh out in my opinion i think they could have done more stuff with her for sure or just what did they call not not at all shriek shriek yeah um so we get like a bit of them like here and we also who famously is uh the new penny money penny money penny and from pirates of the caribbean the Calypso type character. She has a different name, but she's the one that goes, Calypso. Which is crazy, because like Molly said that like during the movie, and I was like, no, that, that can't possibly be her. Uh, little did I know. They zoomed in on her eyes, but she has like, a lot of freckles um, near her eyes, and I was like, this looks just <laughs> like the person from Pirates. And Griffin was like, no, that would have come out so long ago. And she looked older in that than she did now. She's gorgeous. She's great. But... Anyway, she I really like her as an actress, but I just don't think she got to do very much in this. <laughs> they I think the, they could have had more stuff with her like at her insane asylum. I think I they guess. either needed to commit more to her or just remove her from the script. But you needed her. I know, but it was like they half-assed it. Yes. You know, they did, but you know, this movie was also like really short, which we talked about, and that was probably for the best. Yeah. But every now and then I felt like something got cut that didn't need to be cut i feel like we could have gotten 
like two more scenes with her, like short scenes, one of her as like a youth and then like at that insane asylum and then like maybe one other one where she's actually like talking and not just being like taunted by the <laughs> nurses there. Cause like, yeah, I don't, well, which was just super fucked up. Like, right. no wonder she's marrying a serial killer. <laughs> uh, so we see her, like she's being taken from Ravencroft Institute and tries to break out or, you know, kind of successfully does break out, but a cop shoots her in the eye, and we later find out that it's this cop who's working with Eddie. And, like, I kept thinking to myself, like, was this guy in the first movie? Like, but he's not. I don't think but so. But the, they just kind of approach it, like, they know each other. Like, yeah. And they have a working relationship because it's been, well, I guess it's been, like, a year. They keep saying, like, I think the stuff that happened, like, last year or something, um, referring to the events of the first movie. Um, but like, that was like a bit of a reveal, but I was like, do I, he's apparently a character and obviously like we see him like at the end of the movie, like he has something going on with his eyes. Oh yeah. He says like monsters. He'll show up again later. Um, spoiler alert. This movie was a rom-com the whole time. It really was. And not between Shriek and Cletus. No. Between Sweet Venom and Eddie. And I think that this movie successfully did what Falcon and the Winter Soldier tried to do, which was, like, do this whole couples therapy thing. And, like, they didn't actually go to couples therapy in Venom. They make a joke about it. but They should. I think that they kind of played that up from, like, it was funny. And, like, they tried to do that a little bit in Falcon and the Winter Soldier, but I don't think they did that as successfully. They were just kind of playing into, like, the fandom Falcon the Winter Soldier struggled to balance, like, the kind of tone that they wanted to take with that versus the plot, and they couldn't really nail it. I know no one else is making that comparison, but that was my first thought when they were, like, joking about the couples there. Because so many people have been talking about how, like, yeah, like a rom-com this is. And I think that's, like, the tone that they decided to do with these movies, like, afforded them the ability to do this and not, like, not... Of course it's funny, but it's, like, also, like, the crux of the movie is them, right. like, working it out, which is very fun. So the the whole beginning of this is just Cletus Cassidy really has taken a liking to Eddie Brock and wants him to be the one to, like, tell his story. Which I thought that he took a liking to Eddie Brock because he suspected that Eddie had Dead. Venom, but it doesn't seem like it. He just, I guess, knew Eddie Brock. Like, they kind of did this movie, like, we already knew some stuff that I personally did not know. We did, we definitely did not know. No, but, like, maybe, like, from the comics, like, they have a rapport, or, like, Eddie has done, like, stories about him in the past. Like, that's what it kind of seemed like. And I was fine with that, like, to go along with that. But I was like, am I missing something? Well, yeah, because we know from the first one that, like, Eddie was a successful journalist, like, for a significant amount of time before the movie. But yeah, I mean, I would have appreciated... We don't need to be spoon-fed everything. Like, I was fine with it, too. But maybe, like, something showing a flashback, showing, like, like if Eddie's, like, doing his TV show, talking about, like, maybe they found some of the bodies of his victims and Cletus, yeah. like, watching it on or TV Or, like, when or he got arrested or something. Yeah. But no, we just kind of... I mean, you know, we can we can assume that they had run-ins before. The only thing that I didn't get was, like, how, like, Cletus knew all this stuff about, like, Eddie's childhood. And, like, we didn't know that, did we? No, like, that he didn't get along with his dad or and whatever. his mom, like, died during childbirth, right? That's yeah, what he said? I don't think any of that had been said. I think like, maybe the dad that? stuff had been alluded to yeah. by Venom in the first one. Yeah. But the first one really wasn't that much about Eddie. Like, we kind of... I mean, it was, like, a bit of him and Anne, but no, it was more about, like, the life foundation and stuff. And I would like to have more of that. I think that would be interesting to explore more of Eddie Brock. Yeah. Like, through Venom, too. But yeah. I also forgot that Venom is supposed to be, like, smart because he's, like, what it... Like, kind of like symbiote. a... Symbiote? Well, yeah, he's a symbiote, but he's kind of, like... I mean, he tells us at the end he's, like, a multiversal, like, hive mind type being, which I don't know if that's... Like, typical for symbiotes in the comics, or if they're just taking some liberties to do 
what they need to do with the plot. It felt but... a little ultrony, and I'm still fresh off of What If, so <laughs> I didn't love it. No, it doesn't seem good, especially if like all the other aliens don't like Venom, um, and if they could like know what's going on. But it doesn't sound like any of the aliens like each other. They all just want to eat each other. Yeah. Also, why was his quote unquote son Carnage different than him? Like, why did he have like extra arms and was like red and like all that stuff? I would tell myself that it's, like, because, uh, like, whatever chemicals that they tried to kill Cletus Casty with, like, interacted with the symbiote mm, that and, makes like, sense. messed it up. I'm Honestly, willing to accept that. Yeah, like, I just kind of thought that to myself when we were watching it. I was like, I'd buy that. <laughs> they told me. I don't need that much of an explanation, I guess. Um, yeah, Venom's smart and helps Eddie figure everything out. Um, like about where the last victims I, One were. of my favorite scenes was when he like drew like the stuff yeah. from the prison wall. Yeah. And I also really liked the the whole thing where Cletus is like telling like his story and we get that like illustration sort right. of. I enjoyed that because I was like, well, I mean, of course they could have actually done like young actors for him and for, no. for Shriek. Well, they but, did have young actors in the very beginning. Yeah, but I, I really I liked so how they... How they did it. Look, Harry Potter and the Deathly Hallows did it with three yep. brothers. Yep. And that, that's exactly what I thought It goes so about. well anytime you do it, I feel like. It just, it flows. Yeah, and I was like, this is like kind of, this is feels unique. I mean, obviously compared to... No, I mean, brothers, it but. obviously happens, but like I do think it's like a very fresh thing to do mm -hmm. in a movie. Yeah, I appreciate it. I was like, oh, this is like, this is kind of bold. Uh, Eddie's ex-fiance is now re-engaged to Dr. Dan, who right. was a favorite from the first movie, for sure. Still a favorite, but not as fun in he's this not, one. He's not in it as much, No, I don't but think. he, sound and fire. Yeah. <laughs> he had fire. Um, yeah, I'm wondering, like, so clearly they're going to do another Venom, and I'm just wondering how they're going to keep incorporating um, Michelle Williams and Dr. Dan in the future. Like, they barely made them work in this one. I don't... Like, barely. I don't see it. And I was... Again, I'm, like, fine to go along with, like, the plots and Venom because I'm not that invested and I just think they're fun. So I was like, yeah, bring them back. Like, this is fun. I love Dr. Dan, but realistically, I just don't know how they can keep being part of the plot. I, they don't... They don't need to be there. And it's also, like, when we talk about the, the post credit scene... Um, some folks on the interwebs have been like, well, they basically wrapped up all of his personal plots in this movie. Like, yeah, like, Anne and Dan, they're together, and, like, that relationship is virtually done. And I she's, mean, like, not yeah. getting back with Eddie. Right. Like, that's not even on the table. And, like, there's no immediate threats to Venom or Eddie, like, in their universe. So... Well, if they're, like, on the run. Right. But I mean, like... <laughs> Like, but they can Cletus basically go anywhere. Right. So they have, like, a lot of freedom. And I wouldn't be surprised if, like, after this, they were like, we're just going to take this in a different direction. Because they don't need to revisit these characters again. They're like, let's see what happens with Spider-Man. Yep. Because I don't... I have no idea what the hell the plan is anymore. Uh, but I, after after that, I think it's right to the, the lethal injection, I believe. Mm -hmm. And, uh, yeah, pretty pretty rough. Also, Eddie's, like, the reason that he, like, now has the... Oh, penalty. yeah. Well, it's Venom's fault, really. Yeah. Which is kind of weird, because it's, like, why did they need the bodies to, like, have the death penalty? Like, I guess just more proof that they actually were killed. Like, he was already convicted, and I guess that just, like, made it more, like... Yeah, I don't know. It was, like, the last straw. It was, like, the governor, like, literally brought back the death penalty just to kill Cletus. Yeah, they would never do that in California. No, no, they would not. This, different, this is a multiverse California uh, where maybe they have a Republican governor. I also always think it's refreshing to have a superhero movie not in New York or yeah. any superhero thing. It's happen. very nice. Or like not in like a New York-type city like Gotham City or whatever. Yeah, because I think... Because um, this is San Francisco. It is. And I think the Jared Leto, whatever it is, um, Morbius, I think, is also going to be in California. Maybe that's just Sony's way of trying to 
differentiate it. It, it is I mean, Shang-Chi starts in San Francisco. That's true. But, like, most Marvel movies. Yeah. I feel like most most Marvel superheroes are New York-based. That's just how it is, so. Um, I think it's very convenient that they have a Sonic boom character introduced in this movie. Remind me. Since no other, like, beings have powers in this universe that we know of. I, I didn't catch this, but apparently, like, Shriek says something about, like, her cells mutating or something. Mm-hmm. And some people thought that was interesting because, like, we've never heard anybody like refer mutant. to, yeah, even anything approaching it. And I thought that just meant that she was getting stronger. Because, well, it, it could be. But I could also see that at that asylum they were doing experiments yeah. on the kids. And I, I just think that's interesting because, like, if that's what they're hinting at, and I would think that... Or I guess that technically wasn't an asylum, but Still. Um, like, they can't... That, that seems like it would be sensitive, because, like, Sony doesn't have the rights to use the word mutant or really? use mutants, because Fox did, and now Marvel oh, right. Studios Fox. does. Yeah. So... I thought um, Fox and Sony were the same for a second. <laughs> yeah. I mean, maybe it was just, you know, just, like, a turn of phrase, but it seems pretty... Deliberate like to they use were, that. they were towing the line there. Uh huh. Yeah, I did. I did note her saying something like that, but I, I mean, in the moment, I was just thinking like that she wasn't always, maybe didn't always have this. Yeah, which is yeah, that's but true. I don't know. I didn't. Again, I didn't need that much of an explanation, but I do think that it's a flaw to have only like one character ever have a power and it just so happens to be like the one that can like destroy venom like i think it would have been interesting just as like a maybe we'll keep this in mind for another movie would be to introduce like another child or something from that series or from that um like children's home place as like maybe having other powers Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. um i mean i don't know if that's from the comics or what is in the venom comics but I think it was just a little too convenient. <laughs> a little bit. And of course, that's part of the problem, I think, is that, like, the scope of this universe is so, like, local to, like, Eddie Brock in San Francisco. Like, we don't ever get yeah. any idea of, like, what this, like, what has been established already here. We have no idea. Don't they mention in the first Venom, like, what happened in New York, like, Avengers? I don't think so. Because I guess Sony wouldn't mention Avengers. Yeah, I don't. I don't think they could. could they can do that. only talk about Spider Man. Yeah, like that. It goes. It goes one way. Gotcha. Like, they. Yeah, they can. Yeah, I don't know. I don't. I don't think they. Because I don't. When the first Venom was being made, um, none of the stuff that has happened since then between the two is on the table. Because I think what's what's happening here in post in, like, the post credit scene is only happening because of the whole, like, squabble about the rights to Spider-Man that happened back in 2019. I think some stuff was kind of shuffled around because the way I see it is Kevin Feige was like, we need to keep using Spider-Man because we've made him central and yeah, you he's can't important. just, like, write him out. So, okay, like, I will acquiesce to, like, if you want to do some stuff, like, on your side that involves him, okay, sure. I think that was fair. Right. And some people will have a problem with it because, like, what the the Spider or the Sony side of stuff maybe is not up to like what people expect from Marvel Studios, but it's only it's never gonna affect the Marvel Studios stuff. I don't think. Like we'll talk about it later, but I think we'll we'll see Spider Man pop up in these Sony movies mm-hmm. and do his thing there, but nothing that happens in those will likely come back to the Marvel Studios side of things. Well, and Marvel just has an easy out to be like, that's a different universe. Because they've already established parallel universes, so yep. they can just easily yeah. say next, that. Next Avengers movie is, where's Spider-Man? Oh, no, he's, he's over there? He's hanging out with Venom? Okay. Um, so uh, during like the same time as the lethal injection is when Venom and Eddie are fighting. Yeah. And they split up. You hate to see it. Literally, emotionally. Um, Hurt to watch Venom break that Ducati. That's an expensive motorcycle. Yeah, and the TV. 
It was rough. <laughs> the fucking TV. But you know what was so satisfying about all of this? What's that? Was when Eddie Brock cleaned up that apartment. I was like, I could watch five more minutes of this scene. It felt so nice because I was like panicking when Venom was making breakfast and he was just making such a mess. I was like, this apartment is already in bad shape. And then Eddie just got to work and cleaned it up. It just looked really nice. It was. I mean, it's I a nice apartment. just want to shout it out. And yeah, it's, it's pretty painful to, to see what was going on in there. And it was a breath of fresh air. But I was, I was sad. I was sad for Eddie and for Venom. Even though Venom did get to go out on the town and, you know, explore his, his identity. Those were fun scenes. I did have a question. Every time he left one of those bodies that was, like, throwing up, were they dead? I don't think so. Okay. Because, like, when he goes through, like, Anne again yeah, and stuff. Yeah, and Mrs. Chen. They probably were just... I think the problem was that they were, like, all on the verge of passing out when he inhabited them. Yeah. So it was pretty funny, though. Yeah. I love the whole, like, rave scene. Everyone was, like, super into it. I wanted him to, like, rap or something, Oh, though. God. That would have <laughs> crossed a line. Yeah. It really would have. But... I can't believe that in that scene they had Little Sims who is a British rapper who just put out, like, a fantastic album. I was like, how did you end up... She must be signed to a Sony label or something. It's like, this doesn't make any sense. That makes sense. But also, like, kind of fun. Oh, I mean, it was I mean, great. But I was like, Even this if is she a, was just approached for it. It like, was. It's kind of a weird pull, though. Because, like, I don't think many people know who she is. And for the first movie, they had Eminem do a song for it. I'm like, obviously, like, he's a huge name. Did they have other, like, good music in this movie? I wasn't really paying attention to the music. Like, so. no, I know use... she also did a post... Or, like, a yeah, credit song. Yeah, they had, like, two songs that were made for the movie in the credits. But, um, no, I didn't... But I think one of them one was One of them the was same. her. Yeah. yeah. I didn't really note, um, I don't think there was too much licensed music during the movie yeah. itself. Pretty good score, though. Um, okay, so, Carnage breaks out of prison. And this is one point in the movie where I was like, these guys really should have just made this rated R. I know it would have made less money, but... And, you know, the, the tone is what it is. But I'm like, Carnage is supposed to... He's a serial killer with a symbiote. And all we do is see him throw people. Yeah, he's... And he, he eats, like, eats two people. Guy. And we don't... We never see it, which obviously would be, like, another level. But I'm like... Like, I would expect... He's I got that He's too. got these arms. I'm like, he should be, like, impaling people and, like, tearing people in yeah. half. Like, Suicide Squad style. Yeah, um, that's what I thought. It, and it would almost make more sense in this. It would. I, suicide Squad. I, yeah, I just... You know, it's fine, and obviously there's, like, a lot of cons to making a movie rated R, but I'm like, this just, just seems like the kind of villain that deserves that. It feels like a rated R movie. Like, Eddie Brock feels like he would be dropping the F-bomb all the time. Like, they have him say holy cow. I'm like, why isn't he saying holy shit? <laughs> He's allowed to say holy shit, isn't he? Yeah, I mean, they even, they have an F-bomb, like, in it. They get one, so they use that. I'm like, why don't we just... I, that is so. That is one of the dumbest things. First of all, just about rated R movies. Like you're allowed one. Like pretty, if you've I'm heard it, sure. like you've heard it. It's the rule is one, and if you use it in a sexual context, automatic R. Okay. <laughs> Which is Good very to funny to me. Good to know. But the this the, podcast is explicit. Yes, but the one that they used, I thought was great because that was probably one of the best moments from the movie. I don't even remember. Is at the very end. Uh, he when. Cletus Cassidy is like, like, why didn't you like want to be my friend? And then Venom bites his head off, and he's like, "Fuck this guy." Oh, I didn't <laughs> even was, note that. Didn't know, no, that's it was so funny. I I mean I remember Venom said something, but I didn't. <laughs> I wouldn't have been able to quote that. Um, I do think that Eddie, and I don't know if this was like on purpose, but he seems like more unwell. Well, he seems unwell the whole movie. Like, he's not he doing is well unwell. with this whole Venom thing. Like, he can't even have a normal conversation with people, which I feel like he could be doing better at that. But then when he's, like, not with Venom, it seemed like he was, like, profusely sweating. And I was like, are they going to, like, introduce this plot line that, like, he's also, like, not able to, like, be anymore without Venom? Maybe Which he just runs hot. Could have been interesting, but like it was also like when he was in the police, like when he was pulled in for like questioning, he was like sweating and he was kept like rubbing his like eyes and temple, and I was like, is this because he's not with Venom? Like, wow. our boy's just stressed. He is stressed. I would be too if I knew Cletus Cassidy was out running around. 
And he was worried about Venom. Yeah, yeah. But he, he missed his friend. Sweet boy Venom did not kill anybody, didn't eat anybody. And I'm just going to say that's really good restraint. And I'm shocked that he didn't. I'm proud of him. We, we are all proud of him. I don't even know if he ate a chicken. I loved the whole Sunny and Cher bit. <laughs> it's very good. That Venom names the chickens like, I can't eat these. <laughs> From this point forward, though, the movie is quick. It is move. I mean, the whole, like, we get introduced Cletus, almost kill Cletus. Cletus gets with uh, Shriek. Um, boom, boom, boom. Kidnap. And then we're like already at the final fight scene, basically, which I, I really enjoyed the pacing of this movie. And at no point was I like, oh, is this, you know, how much more we have? They like, certainly didn't drag it out, but I was kind of like, I, I the actually. The two points are the ones that I said about yes. Shriek. I mean, I wanted another fight between them before the, the final battle. Um, because I was kind of re- reminded of. I, I may have even talked about it on the pod before. It, it feels like a trope of an older comic book movie to have, like... Like, the first Fantastic Four did this. It was, like, build up, one fight, done. And, like, the one fight is the climax of the movie. And, like, obviously, like, we got, like, a lot of, like, other carnage action. But I was like, yeah, okay. Like, when they were talking about, like, this wedding, I was like, okay, that's gonna be it. Like, <laughs> this, we are headed to the climax already. And, you know, carnage doesn't really show up until... Like halfway through the movie, it feels like it anyway. Yeah, I guess. So, but it is—it's short. I mean, it's they took a different approach to it, and I mean, better this to be a hour and a half movie than like the first Justice League cut. You know, I think yeah. it, I think it works. It's I just think personal it preference works. for me. Um. Yeah, I didn't. I mean, I personally didn't need another fight between them, but yeah, I mean, we got like a couple like beats of this fight you know we had like in the church on the tower back down like we had a little bit um and like the cop dude is like there the whole time not really doing i don't i don't know we were had no emotional i had no emotional attachment to him one way or the other yeah like i thought he died and i was like okay no i knew he i knew he hadn't died well i mean they just kind of played it off and i was like i'm not like okay, I didn't I didn't know who this guy was. I just thought it was gonna like fuel his more fire towards like Eddie and Venom. Yeah, I don't know. Oh, before that though, I liked when Anne is running around looking for Venom, and he's inhabiting uh, Mrs. Mrs. Chen. I thought that was very funny. And she figures it. I just I like Anne as a character. And she's like, okay, I have to hit on Venom to get him to come out. Yeah, also, Michelle, how did they get Michelle Williams for this role? Because she's obviously killing it, but I'm like, Michelle Williams could do, like, almost any movie she wanted to. Like, she has that much, like, reputation, I feel like. And she's like, nah. No, Venom. This is fun. The the person who wrote Fifty Shades of Grey wrote this, count me the fuck in. What? She did with Tom Hardy. Like the book? No, the movie screenplay. Oh. And something else too that was kind of uh strange. I don't I don't know how this happened. <laughs> but <laughs> you know, this is not the best uh writing I've ever heard in a movie. It probably fits this movie, but I'm all, some of the lines I was just like, "What are we?" It was kind we? of innocuous, though. Like it, nothing really like bothered no, it was nothing, me. Nothing, nothing crazy. It was mostly Shriek's lines. I thought she had yeah. terrible. Like they were we like didn't... trying to give her these one-liners, and they were awful. She was in a different movie. This has happened in other movies. I feel like we've made the same yeah. thing where it's like this one character is like in their own movie, like doing this these like lines. Yeah, I don't know what they were doing with her, but obviously, like, you know, they are like, well, the rest of this is goofy, like, why not just give you a bunch of weird one-offs? Can I ask who this priest was? <laughs> I don't know, but everyone had the same rules, like, you don't hurt the priest. Nobody hurt the priest. Well, Carnage, Carnage did. Carnage did hurt the priest. I don't know if the priest survived. I don't think he did. I don't he think did. he did. I think Carnage ate the priest's head. So, sorry, Father. But I just thought it was so funny that he was just there. Like, did he was like, yeah, sure, yeah, I'll, I'll officiate. You know, I know it's it's last minute, but I thought okay. Carnage <laughs> was gonna officiate. I would like to see Carnage just put on like a nice, maybe just some priest robes, and I would like to hear his version of a of a ceremony because I think, you know, maybe he has it in him to do something really sweet. 
But we'll uh, never know. They seemed pretty simpatico for a while. Um, they did. Woody and, and Carnage. And, and then, I, so the the whole thing was, you know, Venom's Venom and Eddie are getting this shit beaten out of them during this fight. And they're like, well, we work together well, but they're, like, disagreeing. And I over Shriek, right? And killing Anne, I guess, right? Because did Shriek not want to kill Anne? What was that all about? She was like, "This is too much." I was like, "What is too much?" You had a plan to come here, get married, and kill them. I thought you were on the same page, right? I think she just wanted to use Anna's bait, I guess, because she's just, not a serial killer. No, but like, I'm like, you know, he's a serial killer. So like, what is this? Why are you having a conscience all of a sudden? Or maybe she just thought that Carnage was, like, taking over too much. Maybe. But when they were like, they're not working together, I was like, I needed... I, I think we could have planted this seed earlier, because right now it kind of just seems like convenient changes of hearts happening during this fight. For sure. But that said, when she uses her powers again and starts, like, you know, the, the symbiotes shrink inside both Eddie and Cletus, I thought that was a cool scene. Um, you know, and she got... Crushed by a church bell, which is rough. Was the sound thing in the first movie? It must have been, right? Yeah. Did I forget? Yeah. Because yeah. when the, like, the rocket was taking off, I think that was a thing. Okay. Yeah, Dan's and, there. Like, alarms going off or something. Right. Dan's there. He's contributing. I was worried for him, honestly. I'm like, somehow he got like straight up like captured by Carnage and made it out alive. In about, you know, another second, he would have been... He would have lost his head. They couldn't have killed him. No. That wouldn't have gone well. It would have been I, completely unnecessary, but... Um, and, of course, like, once the the symbiote is completely out of Cletus, I really like how Venom takes care of that problem. What? He eats it. He eats the carnage symbiote. Oh, yeah, I didn't know what they were going to do, and... I was like, well, I, I was guess like, are that they works. Are they going to burn it? Are they going to just try to capture it? I was kind of hoping that Venom would then get some of his powers because he's got better stuff going on. You would think so. But, uh, no, I'll take it. And then he's like, this does not taste good. Venom had some good lines in it. And I like when he sees Carnage for the first time and he is like, nope, not going to fight him. And then, uh, <laughs> what does he say? It's like, um, like, we're going to die or something. Yeah. Yeah. Time to die. Yeah, and Venom's like, no, like, us. us. Like, we are yeah. going to die. Yeah, and we get a tease of the cop, Mulligan, of uh, his eyes flashing blue. I thought they and, were purple. Well, maybe I'm blue. just on the Wikipedia kind of giving myself a bit of a reminder here. And uh, he has a character named Toxin, who apparently uh, occasionally pops up as an anti-hero, sometimes a supervillain. And he's presented as an offspring of Carnage. It says he's the third major symbiote in the Marvel Universe. The ninth, known to appear in the comics outside of the Planet of the Symbiotes storyline. Sure. And the first symbiote that Spider-Man considers an ally. Interesting. So, they're certainly giving themselves some opportunities for other characters to work with. Still, like, whatever the third movie is going to be is a complete mystery. That actor gave me big, like... Russell Crowe vibes. For sure. People really like him. Um, just like in the threads that I was uh, reading about. I think he like had a part to play and he played it well. Yep. He was like, you know, he's like a classic, like hard ass cop. Which... I just didn't care about him. And I don't, th I think that's where this movie lacked the most was like building out the new characters that they introduced besides Cletus. I agree. Like they clearly are kind of trying to, like, build out this new universe, but, like, if we're not given enough background, like, we... There's no reason for us to be and excited like, if they come back. We didn't even get a real scene between Shriek and the... What is it? Mulligan? The cop? Yeah. Like, they, they got her, like, trying to kill him, but, like, there was no... Like, that would have been a good, like, lines to be shared between them, or him, like, reckoning with it a little bit. Because he thought that she was dead. Right. Um, 
Yeah, and then, like, he, he knows her initials and stuff, but... And, like, presumably that stuck with him because he was, like, a young cop then. Like, he right. probably... Shook him. Obviously, bad. when he flashes back know. on it, but, yeah, like, we don't we don't know. It's the reason why he's, like, half-deaf. Like, yeah, I think they missed what... I don't, I don't know if there's some deleted scenes or what, but... Yeah, it just feels like it got glossed over by accident. <laughs> I don't know. Um, yeah, so, I mean, Anne and Dan peace out. Eddie and Venom are on the run because the the FBI was looking for him and Cletus. Obviously, Cletus is not a problem anymore, um, but they can't rest easy. So then we see them on a they're on a nice they're on their honeymoon. You could yeah. say. <laughs> I was like, this is where we were last week. Um, yep, they're on a little island, and then we get a yeah. post credit scene. And they, you know, Venom says that he loves Eddie. It's very sweet. Of course if, he loves Eddie. If it wasn't already, like, if he already didn't get that it was a rom-com, here you go. And you say rom-coms aren't big in theaters anymore. <laughs> here's, here's proof to the, to the opposite. But yes, uh, big post credit scene. Let's get into it. Holy shit. So he's like, I'll show you what it's like to be in my mind for, like, half a second. And... He starts to do it, and then all of a sudden, the room starts to shake, and then, like, the scene changes, and they're in a slightly different hotel room, and on the TV, there's our boy S-Man. And our boy JJJ. Yeah. From the new InfoWars-looking Daily Bugle, which, it's kind of fun because we see the Daily Bugle in the Venom verse in this as like an actual newspaper. But in the MCU, we only see the Daily Bugle as uh, this channel. And people even noticed that in the, uh, I don't know if it was in the other movies, but in the No Way Home trailer, like they're reading a newspaper. And I guess some people thought that that would be the Daily Bugle, but it's like the New York Post. It was like a real newspaper. Um, I don't know. So, yeah, I mean... So what I thought that they were maybe alluding to, or not even alluding to, like they're just kind of dropping this in for fun a little bit and that there's no way or most likely no way that Venom's going to show up in the Spider-Man movie, but it's more just to show like, oh, look, Venom was affected by this too and then maybe it'll affect... Event the next Venom movie, but I was also like, maybe they're just doing it as like a like a, a one off bit. Like, I don't think that they that would, would do be that. a waste. That would be insane. Well, look, they did them. it with um, Evan Peters. They did it for a dick joke. They did. It was a dick joke. I still think Evan Peters could come back, but I don't think so. I yeah, I don't think Venom is going to be in No Way Home. Um, maybe a post-credit scene because like, you know, it's, it's anyone's guess as to how they're going to handle like, so when that, the deal I was talking about earlier, when they like, were like, okay, you can't use Spider-Man anymore. And they're like having this spat about it. Sony and Marvel made nice about it. And then Kevin Feige put out a statement where he talked about like, we're excited to keep working with Sony to use Spider-Man. And they were like, Spider-Man's the only superhero uh, that has, like, the power to jump between universes or something. So, like, who knows what he'll get up to. So I could see the post credit scene of No Way Home is Spider-Man chilling, doing something. Venom shows up. Cue Venom 3, like a Venom versus Spider-Man type movie that is totally insulated from the MCU. Well, that's what I was going to say. Like, I think whatever, however Spider-Man's story resolves, whether it's in Spider-Man or if it's in Doctor Strange or whatever, that will resolve things with Venom. But, like, that next Venom movie could be in that in-between time. Mm-hmm. And, like... It could be, yeah. It it does not... It's, like... It, I think what you're saying, insulated in that, like, the time parallel will presumably get fixed and then it won't have mattered but it will have mattered like obviously in that movie but also it's even like it's the same like qualm that people have had with all of the mcu solo movies is like for example in like iron man 3 
Like, no one... None of the other Avengers were there to, like, fight the Mandarin or fake Mandarin. Or, like, in the Winter Soldier. Like, all this stuff was happening with Hydra and nobody else was there. Um, and people were like, well, where are the other ones? And it's like, well, you just have to say, like, it's a solo movie. They're not going to be in it. Like, and that's a fact. So I don't think it's too much of a stretch to be, like, for a Spider-Man movie, he's off dealing with Venom and, like, this stuff could be happening on the side. And then he could pop up in another Marvel Studios movie, and they don't have to talk about it. It's just like they're they're not always going to reference what happened in their own movies unless it's something directly related to what's coming next. Uh, yeah, I, I I agree with that. I'm just saying that whatever is happening with Venom and Spider Man is a result of this parallel universe. So if the parallel universe thing gets quote unquote fixed, it kind of makes the whole Venom thing moot. So I, that's why I'm saying, like, I think it has to happen within that time period. Yeah. Because that's the only reason that we're given that Venom is seeing who Spider-Man is. Yeah. Is because, presumably... Because of the multiverse? Yeah. I, but, yeah, I think that's true. But also, like, I don't know if they're going to be like, we, the multiverse is fixed. Right. I think it that's, might just be... That's what I mean, quote-unquote fixed. Like, yeah. it might not get resolved. I think it's just the status quo now. Like, after, but, like... I don't we'll think it's going to be the status quo where, like, people are just flowing in and out of universes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I think like, it will be... They will resolve something. It may not go back to how things were, yeah, but they yeah. will resolve it. But And I don't even mean it might not be resolved in Spider-Man. I think that's, I guess, what they're gearing up towards for Doctor, Doctor Strange. Strange. Yeah. Um, they will come to some sort of resolution for Spider-Man, like, they have to. They but, will, but who knows? I mean... Unless they're going to fuck us up like Infinity War. God, I no hope resolution. Not. <laughs> uh, not unless there's these uh, secret Spider-Man four coming out next year. No, thank you. Uh, oh, if they said that this is the last one. The way that they've talked about it, and the way that Tom Holland has recently talked about it, was like he. They say that they're approaching it like it's the end of the Spider-Man franchise, but like the Spider-Man franchise as we know it. Tom Holland has said that he would continue making Spider-Man movies for ten years, and. It I think he's be, a good sport about the whole, like, he, thing with well, Sony great. and all that stuff. Because, like, he just, like, wants to play he just likes him. doing it, yeah. But, like, it would be incredibly stupid. Um, I, but I do think he'd be sad if, like, he couldn't do Marvel stuff. Right. And I think it would be incredibly short-sighted of Sony to have just, like... They have, like, a deal to, like, put the Spider-Man movies, like, on Disney+. Plus, Like, the Tom Holland Spider-Man movies on Disney+. Plus. Like, they made a deal with Disney to do that. And they just... They renewed, like, the whole licensing agreement, like, two years ago. So why would they turn around? Because some people are like, is No Way Home going to end with Spider-Man being pulled into a different universe that, like, Sony is running? Because they're doing, like, all these like movies Venom. with Venom. And <laughs> they're doing a, a, a Craven the Hunter movie with Aaron Taylor Johnson, which is weird. Um, but, like, I just don't think they would do that. That's Aaron Taylor Johnson's F you to Marvel. <laughs> Yeah, yeah, you killed me off, yeah, fuck you. And then brought back Evan Peters? <laughs> Ugh, that must have hurt. I would be pissed. It's like when uh, Jared Leto was so bummed that they didn't bring him back and replace him Nobody with Joaquin Phoenix. Nobody else was bummed. No, but he was sad. <laughs> so obviously um, a huge tease, and certainly what most of the conversation around this movie is uh yeah because i mean nothing else has an impact i mean nothing else has an impact it was all resolved they were teasing this movie by being like on whenever it came out they're like on so and so the universe is expanding and people are like they were really hyping up this movie for the post credit scene and nothing else they were excited obviously where were their fake kevin feige was like this is gonna be so great for us (laughs) uh but yeah uh lots to think about um, what was your favorite scene? Besides the apartment cleaning? No, if that was your fave. <laughs> um, I would say that paired with, it was all kind of the same scene was like Venom going out on his own, like at the rave. That's stuff. what I was going to say too. It was just like. Them having their little, their separate, they were on a separation. They were on a break. We, we were on, on a break. break. It just encapsulated like the best part of how they presented Vetti. Uh, I said Betty. Eddie and Venom. I mean, that's their couple. Yeah. Um, really, really just like that. They just had a lot of fun with it. Shout out to Andy Serkis, the director. Uh, Ulysses Claw. Oh, yeah. Alfred in the new Batman. You know, guy's busy. 
Yep. That trailer came out today. Yeah. Uh, what else? Um, well, yeah, so I was starting to mash up some DC with this movie. So maybe Ninja we can talk about that. battle there. Yeah, or just, yeah, maybe flesh that out a little bit more. Like Venom in the Suicide Squad world. Venom versus King Shark. <laughs> Venom. Yeah, yeah. It's still be fun to watch, though. I think King Shark could hold his own. I mean, he got a skyscraper dropped on him and took, like, fire from 200 machine guns and didn't die. Well, what if Suicide Squad's next mission was Venom slash Eddie Brock? Oh. Um, all of them? I mean, look, if we took the, the guys that were in Suicide Squad as they were, you know, a lot of people in that movie died. The Suicide Squad? Yeah, the Suicide Squad. Uh... Okay, well, let me say, original Suicide Squad, no. The Suicide Squad, yes, because if they had Polka Dot Man, no one can fight against Polka Dot Man. Yes, but he died. Yeah, but if you brought him back, he would kill Venom. What about Venom versus Starfish? Um, Venom has a face, so that's an inherent weakness. If he knows to cover his face, then he's safe, and he could probably beat him. The same way that they beat him. But, I mean, you're right, though. Like, he's, he would slot in so well with the characters from, from that, like, yeah, little Yeah, it honestly feels like it would be a mission Just, for like, them. this really, like, Except for it's not, walls. like, a government secret. Yeah. It could be. They could easily make it a government secret. Say that they, like, funded the Life Foundation or some shit yeah. like that. Any other mashups or... Who else would Venom would be a good... Uh... Hulk? Hulk's everyone's. I know it's boring up. to keep saying that, but I mean, I haven't read well, enough comics. Well, how would Tom comics. Holland do? I we might have talked about this once, but how would Tom Holland do against Venom? I don't know. How so he they would, he and Eddie would get along too well, right? And that's that's like another thing that like people have been kind of reckoning with in the post credit scene is the way that they've chosen to to do this relationship. Um, it doesn't really make sense. For Venom to like hate Spider-Man or for Eddie to hate Peter. Uh, it makes more sense if Venom thinks that Spider-Man is a bad right, guy because yeah. everyone's telling him that he's a killer. But I would think that Eddie would, they would talk listen about. to reason. And I'm, he's like a kid. Right, and I think I know, that there's, there's, Eddie would not feel cool about that. I'm more interested in seeing how Venom would uh, work with Peter. <laughs> you know, if he got like the symbiote suit or something. I think that would be very funny. I'm very hopeful that we will get them together because I think Tom oh, Hardy right. and Tom Holland, what a fun little... They absolutely will. Father, son. Yeah. No, the, the next Venom movie will be a Venom and Spider-Man and after movie. It has to be. Daddy Iron Man died. He needs a new... Doctor Strange is not going to cut it as the no, new father No, he's figure. like a weird uncle. <laughs> he's Uncle Ben. Oh, God. No, no. <laughs> Cut, cut it. <laughs> on that note. Um, uh, yeah, let us know your thoughts on this one. Um, you know, if you if you got theories on the post credit scene, if you have thoughts on uh, Woody, Har Woody Harrelson's wig, um, you know, <laughs> hit us up. Let us know. And uh, let us know how you enjoyed this, because it was, it was pretty fun. And I am looking forward to seeing what um, Sony does with their weird little offshoot universe. In the meantime, we are out, out of, of the, the Superverse. superverse.